leading up to and during the Yomim Naraim, the days of awe, we repeatedly recite God's 13 attributes of mercy. Do you know what they mean? Welcome to the Transformative Duff. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 84 of Tractate Subas, and we learn that being judged by God is not like a mortal court. God has more than enough bounty to go around, and He never ceases to shine His countenance upon us. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavrissa today. I like to begin with the story. The children of Israel have just committed the heinous sin of the golden calf. God is ready to destroy them, but Moses beseeches him for mercy, and he acquiesces to Moses' prayers. And God passed before him, and he proclaimed, Hashem, Hashem, God merciful, gracious, slow to anger, abundant in loving kindness and truthful, extender of kindness to the thousandth generation, bearer of iniquity and transgression and sin and cleanser. Rabbi Yochanan said, Were it not explicitly written in the verse, it would be impossible to say this, as it would be insulting to God's honor. The verse teaches that the Holy One, blessed be he, wrapped himself in a talit, like a chazan, and showed Moses the structure of the order of the prayer. He said to him, Whenever the Jewish people sin, let them act before me in accordance with this order. Let the chazan wrap himself in a talit and publicly recite the 13 attributes of mercy, and I shall forgive them. Let's look at today's Gemara. Says the Mishnah, one who died and left behind a wife, a creditor, and heirs, all of whom claimed payment from his property, and he had a deposit or a loan in the possession of others, Rabbi Tarfan says the money should be given to the weakest, the koshel of them, i.e. whoever is in greatest need. Rabbi Kiva says, we do not show mercy in judgment, rather the money will be given to the heirs. Let's analyze the Gemara. When a mortal court shows mercy in a civil case, favoring the weaker party, they, in effect, become Robin Hood, stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. As much as the judge's heart may be bleeding for this poor widow, he has no right to take away money from the heirs, money that rightfully belongs to them. While that's true of a mortal court, the good news is that the heavenly court may indeed show mercy in judgment. Why? Because God has more than enough to go around. He has an unlimited supply of abundant prosperity, health, and success for all his children. When he gives of his bounty to one child, he hasn't depleted his supply. He still has loads more to give his other children. If God were to employ his attribute of justice in our lives, most of us wouldn't fare very well at all. Instead, he takes his attribute of mercy and allows it to overpower the attribute of justice and be gracious towards us, treating us all with abundant loving kindness. That doesn't mean we should take advantage of his graciousness and act disdainfully toward heaven, but it means you can count on God to show you mercy and compassion for your mistakes in life. The prophet Hosea declared, Return, O Israel, to Hashem your God, for you have stumbled, kashalta, with your sin. The Divrei Yoel points out that the verse employs the same word as our Mishnah. In our case, the word means weak, and so it stands to reason that the same connotation may be applied to the verse. He explains that when we return to our Father in heaven, he understands that we sinned because we were weak. Back in the days of yore, continues the Divrei Yoel, people had the strength to do teshuva to repent on their own. Nowadays, we've fallen so low and so far from our holy source that we can't do it alone. We need God's assistance to get back up. All we need to do is turn to Him and He will reach out His hand and help us up. In fact, the Almighty doesn't just have one type of mercy for His children. 
as we all chant repeatedly over the high holidays, God has 13 attributes of mercy. How many of us say them over and over again with little thought as to what they mean? While the commentators have written volumes explaining their secrets, let's take a moment for a brief overview. Number one, Hashem, means God has mercy upon us even though He sees the future and knows that we will sin. He judges us based on who we are today. Number two, Hashem, even after we sin, God still takes care of us despite the fact that we are undeserving. Number three, Kel, the Maharal equates this attribute with God's overabundant giving. Not only does He give us what we don't deserve, He gives us way more than we ever anticipated. Number four, Rachum. God is merciful. He gives us because he is our father. A parent gives a child with no strings attached. Number five, Chanon. He is gracious. The Vilna Gaon relates this attribute to the word Chinam, meaning free. God provides for us on a silver platter without expectation of receiving anything in return. Number six, Erechapayim. God is slow to anger. He doesn't punish us immediately for any wrongdoing. He gives us ample time to fix our mistakes. Number seven, Rav Chesed. God is abundant in loving kindness. Despite the fact that too much giving is not always a good thing, think about the parent who never disciplines his child, for example. When we beseech God, he nonetheless gives us more than we really need. Number eight, Emes. God is truthful. God promised to provide for us. That's the truth. And nothing that we can do can change that truth. Number nine, He extends kindness to the thousandth generation. Even if we're not worthy, God will provide for us because our forebears served God faithfully. Number ten, He is the bearer of iniquity. He simply forgives us and treats our sins as accidents. Number eleven, Vafesha transgression. According to Rashi, this attribute means that even if we committed a sin to spite God, he still bears it. Number 12, v'chata'a and sin. The Shalah explains that this refers to God's mercy when we sin l'te'avan, simply because we can't resist the temptation. And number 13, v'nake and cleanser. Finally, God not only forgives our iniquities, but in his great mercy, he completely wipes the slate clean, considering it as if we'd never sinned at all. Our Father in heaven loves us more than any mortal parent. He might be the judge, but he still treats us with unparalleled mercy. May you always turn to him knowing that he will pardon you immediately and cannot wait to bestow his abundant loving kindness upon you. Wishing you a transformative day. Thank you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation, it's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.